Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we uh, strive not to make objective value judgments. We're not trying to be professional critics. We're not trying to influence your tastes or be taste makers. Uh, we just want to put new music in front of you, put new music in front of us, hopefully broaden your horizons, broaden our own, find new music. We encourage you to support stuff that you like that you hear on the the show by buying records seeing bands even if it's stuff that we shit on uh the format of the show is very simple as well we have 10 bands in the queue every week everything is listener submitted uh, we roll some dice and we randomly select usually between five and seven bands we listen to them and we talk about them that's all there is to the show uh this is another we're in the middle of uh, rolling out the hell week episodes you got a couple yesterday I think I'm going to do that for the rest of the episodes. Um, just dump, you know, dump a couple episodes at a time for the next two weeks. And by, yeah, by just, next week, we'll be done. Just dump it. Yep. Yep, for sure. So uh, so thanks to everybody who's uh, who's managed to bear with us on that. We've gotten a little feedback from it. Micah, our friend, said uh, on episode four, he just he skipped almost every single band. As we were talking about before we started recording, when I was going through and editing that stuff, uh, I found that I had no recollection of basically anything that we heard good mm -hmm. or bad right uh, anything that i said it was like um it was like i was listening to somebody else on that episode yeah i, I had no I, I had no recollection of any of these bands yeah i mean out the only two sure. that i recognized because i heard them before yeah was ultras and out yep and there was some good stuff on there in in uh in retrospect when i went back and edited those episodes those two episodes that i got up on saturday um, there was some good shit in there, some stuff that I will revisit and stuff that on the episode, I was like, oh man, when I have my wits about me, I'm going to go back to this. Uh, but then I never did. So I have a lot of stuff. I imagine, uh, on the upcoming four episodes that I still have to edit and upload. Uh, there's probably a lot of good shit in there that I just forgot existed. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a few things, uh, up top this week to, uh, to talk about and they all relate well, two of them relate directly to the podcast. Um, so we got we got a new bad review. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and the reason I want to bring this up is just because um, of how deeply stupid it is. It sounds like you kind of heard about oh, it. Oh, no, no, not at all. It's super, super fucking funny, actually. It's, it's, and it's not like, it's not a super scathing review. It's just like the premise of it is really funny. So, <laughs> well, the title is The Hosts Are Losers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is sure. true, for sure. It's a one-star review, uh, and it says it, it's from uh, Derp Cannon 9000 who regrettably, uh, based on the text of this, um, this review, is probably not listening right mm -hmm. now. But I hope that you are, Derp Cannon, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cue you into to a little secret that you might not be aware of. The text reads simply, I only listen for the bands. Suggest skipping all dialogue and only listening to the songs. 
Now, <laughs> I, <laughs> I regret to inform you, Derp Cannon, if you've been listening to this show with your finger hovering over the skip button, there's a much easier way to do it because I just put all the bands that we listen yeah. to in the show notes. There's there's yeah. hyperlinks, clickable hyperlinks right in the show notes. So like, I don't know how much time you've wasted listening to the show that you hate, but you easily, um, instead of like interacting with a podcast in a totally counterintuitive way <laughs> and right. subjecting yourself to some media that you don't like at all, you could just click those links. Just click the links. Just click the link. So if there's anyone else out there that listens to this show that just by the grace of God is hearing this preamble. Just, who, just who, click the links. Just click the links and you can hear the stuff without ever you don't, hearing You don't it. have to hear us stupid idiots no, no more. <laughs> no, no, exactly. You don't have to hear us dumb losers. I, and I also just love the idea of like the service that we offer is, is, is so entry level. Right. It's so entry level that literally if you don't like us, all you have to do is just search a Bandcamp hashtag, and you can achieve the same thing. You know what I mean? So, exactly. like, for, I I implore you, if there's anyone out there listening who just feels, you know, bound to this podcast in spite of the fact that you just hate our voices and hate our opinions, right? You don't have to be here. There's easier ways to do it. Much so easier ways for for your own good. Hop off. You now you've get out. You have the trade secret now. You can just click the links or you can just go do it yourself. Right. <laughs> Turns out we're not so stupid after all. In fact, we're helping you out. Yeah, exactly. We're not man. dumb losers. We're bros. <laughs> yeah, you we're, don't have to listen to us. Yeah, we're pretty cool guys after all. Right. Um, I don't want you to suffer. What's his name? Derp Cannon? Yeah, Derp Cannon 9000. I don't want you to suffer, Derp Cannon. No, you not don't at have all. You suffer, suffer through my bullshit. No, absolutely right. not. Just yeah. click the links. Yeah, this is... You dummy. This is... Uh, participation in this podcast is fully voluntary. You don't have to be here, and there's an easier way, and I hope that you take that path. And, and if, if, if I were going to do something, yeah. right... That was mandatory. Mm -hmm. It would be so much more unpleasant than this, dude. If, of course. if I had yeah. the wherewithal to make you do something, yeah, right. This is this is yeah. absolute compulsive compulsory. Uh -huh. It's going to be so fucking unpleasant for you. Absolutely, yeah. There's no way I'm letting you get off this easy. No, if no, I, no. If I if I have the power to subject you to my right. will. It's not listening to me be marginally annoying on a podcast. Once no, a week, no, it's, I mean? it's going to be significantly worse than me being marginally annoying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, so then on the flip side, and I wanted to bring this up because um, despite the fact that like bad reviews truly do not bug me at all, I often find them really funny. Uh, Con contrary to how we come off on this show, maybe sometimes we've talked about this before a little bit. We'll pull the curtain back a little bit, break kayfabe just a bit. I, I like when people write us and say nice things about what we do in the sense that like uh, it helped them in some way, right? Sure. Like help them find music or whatever. Fundamentally, what we do here is in good spirit. Like sure. uh, the example that I always cite uh, when I like talk to people about how I interact with people I like and interact in general is like, as my grandpa was, was on, literally on his deathbed, slipping away from, from life's warm embrace, we were antagonizing each other ruthlessly basically until the moment he was no longer coherent. Sure. You know what I mean? That's just how my family interacts with each other. I think you have a very similar experience. I had an uncle that I was very close to just passed not too long ago. Um, he had a very, very isolated and hard time the last few years of his life. Yeah. And on his Christmas card this past year, I put uh, 
the gears of time crush ever mercilessly onward. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's that's very much how I interact with people, too. So despite the fact that we, we come off as heels on this show, like... I don't re- I don't wish anybody bad on this show. It, this is it's all in good fun. So I like when people listening to the show take it in the pro- the intended spirit. I guess you know what I mean, and they take something positive away from it because fundamentally, I like when uh, I like when people feel good about something I'm doing. It's good. I'd rather bring happiness into the world than than hatred. Because I don't, I don't have the ability to, I don't have the ability to rise above the world in a Cthulhu like crushing form. So if I can't go all out, I might as well. Right. You might as well be because you lack the power to bring true hatred right. into the world. Then I might as well. Right. Then I might as well spread a little joy. We don't want none of this half-assed right. hatred, yes. right? Right. We don't want none of this fucking yeah. bullshit hatred over just superficial things like where you were born, of course, or how much melanin you have in your skin. Sure, I want true. Right. Hatred, cosmic hatred. Exactly. And if I can't harness that, then I want kindness. Right. Exactly. Because trust, if I descend into hell and find that I can sit at the right hand of Satan, I will do so. Oh, but until such a time, hey, man, if something I do makes you feel good, that's yeah. cool. Awesome. Uh, so I just want to say uh, this kid, Michael, wrote us and uh, and said that the podcast is is the reason that he decided to make music again, which seems inconceivable to me. Um, I don't know how he arrived at that yeah, at all. Yeah, because it barely gives us the impetus <laughs> to make music. <laughs> For sure. Sometimes it does exactly <laughs> the opposite. But I just wanted to to contrast the the the, the sour with the sweet, yeah. right? So thanks Roses to, and thorns. <laughs> roses and thorns, exactly. So um, And Michael uh, sent his band in to us. It's not in the queue this week, but it will be at some point. He said that uh, that basically he wanted to start a band just so he could send it into the podcast, just so okay. he could participate a little bit. Okay. So, um, so shout out to Michael and shout out to Derp Cannon 9000, yeah. two sides of a coin. Um, and then last up, my last point of order for the evening before we get into it, uh, unless you have some stuff to, to talk about. This is going to be my my Peter Griffin. This really grinds what you know. You know, really grinds my gears. Yeah, moment. Sure. Let's sure. reference Family Guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, the Hulu Hulu <laughs> tries to convince me to watch Family Guy all the time, and yeah, I'm not going to do it. I uh, I tried to revisit that show because it was like in its prime when I was a kid, and like you know maybe maybe the cultural turn against Family Guy has poisoned me against it, and it's actually really funny. It's not. It mm. is. It does not hold up well at no. all. Uh, so so. I have a show coming up next month that I booked for the band Public Opinion, who we've had on the show before, my friend Kevin's band, garagey punk stuff that sounds like the Hives, uh, out of Denver on, on Convulse Records, and he asked my project to play it, so we're on it, and then I was trying to get another local on it, like a non-hardcore local, and I asked like six or seven bands, like all my go-to non-core local acts, and not a single one could do it. They all have other shows, or they're in the studio, or whatever. Uh, so I was like, well, I have to find somebody to play this fucking show. And I also don't want to use the normal local hardcore bands cause I already have to like book them on everything. So I was like, well, there's like a new, there's a, been a recent rash, like in the last year, like post pandemic of new, <clears throat> somewhat young leaning local bands that are, I guess, playing something vaguely in the world of like alt rock. Uh, but that pretty much exclusively play bars that I never, never go to. So I was like, well, I know the names of some of these bands. So I'll look them up on social media and find their band camps and listen to them and and figure out a band that might be a good fit. And with several of these bands, 
a few of which have been a band have been bands for like a year plus at this point and have played shows and like have social media accounts one of which has like an a literal website with like a bio and and like press pictures and stuff mm-hmm. not one of them has a single second of recorded music not one like <laughs> this happened for like four or five bands in a row and i was like well this is a local band i've seen on like you know brass rail lineups or whatever let me check it out so i was like holy fuck like no band camp no spotify nothing not even a demo in like a year of being a band so right. i was like well maybe at the very least certainly they'll have like uh, footage of a live performance on their social media mm-hmm. why else ha- why else would you have a social media account as a band if not to promote your music pictures of the bands videos of the bands doing things like hanging out and eating tacos together uh pictures of the interests of the bands and again dude not even so much as a snippet of a practice and i don't know like this is a very old man yells at at cloud moment for me for sure maybe it's just being involved in in like punk music for so long but like the demo is like the first thing, right? <laughs> like, it's pretty. It's pretty close. The first thing. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that this is like not a microcosm of like, a, 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 of a larger phenomenon. I'm hoping that this is a self-contained, uh, just like a, it, it, it's a mere coincidence that I stumbled upon this like glut of local bands making this critical error and this is not a thing that that younger bands are doing in general but just in case anybody is listening to this show and you've had the idea to like maybe we'll start a band and be a band for a year and have a press kit but not have any recorded music just start with the demo right maybe even before you play a show if you can have a tape in hand at your first show or even it's just a cdr in hand at your first show like 100 percent, do that because i was like i felt like a 50 year old man i was just sitting on the couch and dave and my poor girlfriend was just hearing me be like there's another one here's another one with no demo well also how, how does anybody know what they're getting into that's what i'm saying because i was like i was confounded because i was like well I, even if this music isn't my thing, like I would reach out to one of these bands to book them, except I don't know what they sound like at all N- to the point where even if they're playing a style of music that I don't really like, I don't even know if they're good at it because I don't know what they're doing at all. I just know they have guitars. Maybe it's all person-to-person file sharing. You're totally out of the loop. <laughs> it's, like that's the new shit? Yeah. It's like tape trading back in the day. Yeah. Like all these people are actually secretly on, on SoulSeek or something right. like that. Ton, there's tons of fucking, there's actually tons of recorded material, but yeah, it's all file sharing. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I mean, I'm, I am officially of the age bracket that there's probably so much stuff happening that I am fully not plugged into so it is possible that all of these bands are on peer-to-peer file sharing networks but um they don't seem to exist in any traditional inner even internet capacity so um there you go young bands please please record a fucking demo even if it's just a song even if it's just a phone recording so that um people who want to like figure out what your band sounds like so they can potentially book you can can do that well now you have to go to the shows and see yeah, I guess it is incumbent upon me. It's incumbent upon I'm you. I'm going to have to go like a like a label scout. Right. Uh to these shows and right. scout the young talent. Right. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm just not going <laughs> to I think I'm just not going to book those bands. So uh so that's that's the end of my stupid stupid little rant. I just okay. it was fresh on my mind. 
You got anything you want to talk about? No, not really. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's jump into it then. Um, so this week in the queue, we have first up uh, a band called The Fact. Um, a bold name. A bold name, The Fact, because it's 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 very assertive. It's very, very assertive. So. It is very. And this is, um, the release is called The Fact Part 2. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, this is a band from uh, Toronto, I guess, but they're on IOU Records out of Florida. This was sent in by Ethan, described it as uh, stuff that's like Ape in the 87 demo. It definitely looks to, uh, to have a street flair to it. Um, then we have got Keg Stands Pub with Back in Business. This is a band from Syracuse, New York. It was sent in by uh, Jake Razor, one of the co-hosts of the Kings of Punk podcast. I think he sent this in initially to be um, included in our Hell Week series, and then we like I think we stopped just short of this basically. Mm. Um, so it looks really fucking stupid. It looks really really stupid. Uh, then we have got Tempers. This was submitted uh, by our local friend Seth. Uh, he described this as like some dark wave synthy stuff that he's been listening to for several years. That just put out a new record recently. Then we have got Watermelon with their demo. This was sent in by Sam. Uh, appears to be a band from Chicago, Illinois that I do not know anything about, have not heard of. Then we have got Hitman with Most Dangerous Game. This was submitted by uh, my buddy Rusty, who lives up in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, again, didn't really tell me anything about it, but I believe this is a new Tacoma band. Then we have got Sharp Tongues with Carry On. This comes to us from Matthias, our, uh, our regular Swedish contributor to the show. Describe this as a one-man project in the vein of shit like Bane and Have Heart, like melodic, straight-edge, hardcore stuff. Then we have got Power Flower with Electric, electric Drug Fuck Up. This comes to us from Derek, uh, who described this as, like, GT-style egg punky stuff. Honestly, I thought this was a GT release for a split yeah, second. Yeah, so the art is, like, to a T, like, GT, mm -hmm. uh, GT-style art. Uh, but this band is based out of uh, Budapest, Hungary. Then we have got Orthodoxer with What Real Hate Is. This was sent in by Marlo, who says that this is a, a project of uh, somebody he knows. This is also based out of Tacoma, Washington. Then we have got Drix with Final Dose. This was sent in by Tom. Uh, this is on that label Pant E. Magedon, Medigan, uh, that we had on a on a la, uh, on a right. previous episode that we were trying to figure out like the Panty Magedon. Yeah, Panty Magedon. Um, he also assures us that this is not racist. And then, wow. as far as he knows, he, you don't know, dude. Yeah, for right. Sure. Just, just, uh, we'll just, um, we'll just assume everybody's coming with their best foot forward. Yeah, it's a, it is a strong assertion, just because like I've had people that I've known for years that I were convinced were pretty good dudes who were secretly up to some foul shit. Hey, <laughs> so. I, you know, I, I have learned a lot about friends and family and lots of people in the past five years. <laughs> yeah, right, sure. but you know what? Um. Just keep your head down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right, exactly. Uh, and then last up, we have got Clons with Crow. This is a release on Iron Lung Records. Uh, I believe that the band is, I, it's not clear in the write-up. They're either a, 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 actually a Japanese band or um, or just pulling from Japanese hardcore of the, of the classic late 80s, early 90s variety. And uh, this was sent in by Brody, who is like the, the all-star contributor of the Hell Week series. So mm -hmm. that's what we got in the queue this week. Let's uh, roll the dice, find out what's up first. Nine. Okay, nine is Drix with Final Dose. You can find this at, uh, I'll just spell this out for you, P-A-N-T-Y-M-E-D-D-Y-G-O-N.bandcamp.com. Uh, don't know anything about this other than the fact that it, it is probably going to be um, some variety of, like, 
metal, noisy metal, black metal-y stuff. Also, all of the tracks are just on one single track. Um, he just told us to, quote, listen until we think the song is done, I guess. Okay. So there's there are four songs on here. Um, so we're just going to listen to the first song on here, New Formed Reality, and we'll, we'll stop it when we assume it's done. Sure. Okay, so we heard what I, I think is just the first song, New Formed Reality, but might have also been the entirety of or the second song, Chemical Bucket, because it seems like this is intentionally designed for each song to run into one another, and they probably want you to listen to all nine minutes of this. Every, everything about this is intentionally to be, like, in, in, 
to be utterly inaccessible and inscrutable. Yeah, for sure. And and I do appreciate that about this, for yeah. sure. Um, and aesthetically, yeah, sure, this aligns with plenty of stuff that I like. But it it, uh, it did not capture the imagination enough for me to probably revisit this at a future date either. You no, know what I mean? no, this was just, um, <laughs> this was quite literally just background noise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. The only thing I really appreciate about this is how inscrutable it is. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. There's a limited... <laughs> Released on Pant E. Mageddon, Medigon, mm-hmm. yep. whatever, Panty Mageddon, um, on recycled tapes in an edition of 35. Yep. And then there will be 10 tapes will be available in the beginning of April from Crypt of the Wizard, which is a label out of the UK. Like, why? I kind of like it. Yeah. It's, yes, kind of, but not, I, but I, not like, really. I, I kind of like it, you know? Yeah. I kind of like how utterly how utterly foolish the entire endeavor is, <laughs> yeah, is right? Sure. Like, like yeah. so much effort is put in. Right. But not, I mean, I, listen, I ain't going to fucking naysay effort, right? Because sure. um, for better or worse, there are four songs in here. So some amount of energy and effort and everything was, but, but like sure. from the artwork and, and like everything, so much effort is put into so little. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. for some reason that, that is just smacking me in a very endearing way at the moment. Sure. I, so I think something like this is like, I, I jive with it philosophically, right? Where I'm like, okay, I get what you're doing, man. And mm-hmm. like, I, 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 I throw you the nod of approval and of recognition, but uh, but but it's not enough to it's not enough to get me to tune in either. You know right. what I mean? And and also, um, I ain't gonna say anything. How this how this wave breaks one way or another. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you some lines here. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, they rape, poison, manipulate, and murder just to break our will, our wisdom, our cultural heritage. You can mm-hmm. see the pattern throughout history. This is the war upon us. Yes, this the this is the war against our free will. Don't kneel before any form of oppression. So, uh, you know, take it for what you will, right? Yeah, for sure. If, that, if that's written from the perspective of, like, an indigenous person, you get one thing out of it. Right. If it's written from the perspective of a white person, it, it feels it feels markedly different. Oh, yeah. Um, so whatever. Take, 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 with it, take from it what you will. I got, and I have bad news for whoever, um, whoever is, like, behind this project, Drix. It's, it's wild the degree to which I kneel before uh, various forms of oppression just for the simple convenience of being able to get a soft pretzel at, <laughs> at will. You know, they're pretty easy to make. I, yeah, I know you've been making them recently. But even to have the, the ingredients on hand in a conveniently accessible way, I'm kneeling before oppression left and right. It is. It every is, day. It is pretty wild, right? I'm kneeling. I'm, I'm, lick, I'm licking the boot. I'm, I am prostrating myself right. before various forms of oppression just so that I can continue to watch hulu for cheap to free please just make my life meaningless and easy <laughs> yes for sure please right please please <laughs> <laughs> so all right let's uh let's roll the dice and uh see what's up next eight okay eight is orthodoxer uh what real hate is mm. i don't know if they're going to teach us what we'll real see. hate is uh you can find this at orthodoxer with two x's dot bandcamp.com this is a project out of Tacoma, Washington. Um, the the only thing said by the individual who sent this in is that it, it is made by somebody that uh, they know, which says nothing about the music itself. Um, okay, but you know, whatever. I appreciate the I, I appreciate the vagueness. Um, looks like they only have one song up for streaming. Uh, looks like the entire release comes out on April eighth. So we're gonna hear the song "Community Standards" by Orthodoxer off of "What Real Hate Is." Love you, 
All right, we just heard the song Community Standards by Orthodoxer off of what real hate is. Um, I'm gathering that this is also, uh, this is like a solo project, which became pretty pretty apparent once it started playing. So this this song very much felt like a sketch, and uh, similar to the Drix stuff, this is something that I, it feels like I am maybe philosophically aligned with, um, and this, this came a lot closer to making me care about it, because despite the fact that it did feel like a, a sketch, uh, kind of an incomplete idea. I think that there were some good ideas in there. We both perked our ears up when that particular riff came in, that little descending that little run. melody, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Um, there was a couple little melodies in here that I, I thought were that I thought were sick, and I enjoy the total commitment to, like, the clownish Jello Biafra vocals. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure. It, there's, a, there's a couple lines right at the beginning where it's pretty obvious, right? Yes. But then it felt like it kind of backed off, and I don't know if... I don't know if it was total commitment, mm -hmm. but um, he went for it there at the very beginning. For anyway. sure, yeah, yeah. I guess he did back off of it a little bit as it as it moved on, but it uh, it was a bra it was bracing to hear uh, him immediately go into that. Also, just an unrelated uh, tangential thing with my my current deep dive into classic. Uh, wrestling and attitude era wrestling and shit. As soon as I saw the line, uh, as you fell down from the rafters, I immediately thought of Owen Hart's untimely death on live yes, pay-per-view as right. he plummeted from His the rafters. His tragic untimely death. Yes. yes, for sure. So, right. Yes. Live pay-per-view. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, I immediately thought of that. But yeah, like I said, this is um, it has elements of stuff that I like that are present in other bands that I enjoy a whole lot. But this just it felt like a kind of a half-baked or underdeveloped version of it that probably just needs needs more time to uh needs more time to kind of sit in the oven you know yeah i don't know um i i don't know if this is half-baked or not um this is um there's a lot of stuff in here that have my interest mm -hmm. but at the same time this felt um generationally removed for me enough yeah that might be that i i'm not sure if uh i guess anything that i would reference here mm -hmm. is relevant that's that's entirely possible. Right. I, I mean, mean it, it says orthodoxer is zoomer punk. Zoomer for the punk for the masses, dance yes. violence for the freaks. Well, I don't know what zoomer punk is. I I know what a zoomer is. Sure. Quite frankly, I think that um, th there's um, you have to be a particularly grading individual to mm -hmm. refer to your your generational tag as what you are. For, indeed, yes. Right. And, I mean, in an earnest way. Yes. In an earnest way. Sure. Yeah. Um, like what? Yeah. Um, and dance violence for the freaks, or whatever. I'm not really sure what that is. If that's what this is, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if it's half-baked or not. I don't know if that's what this all sounds like. I wish I could hear more songs mm -hmm. because I am interested in this um, because there was enough in there to get me to pay attention. Sure. Um, but I'm not going to buy anything just based on that one song. For sure, and it's and it's pretty presumptuous to like we're gonna we're gonna hit you with the lead single and the whole record drop. You know what I mean? Like right. if, if you're not a band, if you're not on fucking relapse, right? You know, there's no there's no need for you to if just no, drop if, the record. If no man. one knows who you are, just drop the record. Just drop. The just record. give give me the whole thing because I'm a zillion times less likely to remember to come back and revisit this, despite the fact that there were components here that piqued my interest, than I would be if the whole record were just up for me to stream right now, and sure. I could go home or on my drive home immediately listen to the rest of this. Sure, uh, it, it does not benefit you in any way. Now I, that said, you know here we are, but I mean there are some older releases. There's a mm -hmm. couple of songs from. 
2019 and so forth. So I don't know, maybe go back and check that out. But nevertheless, just give me, just just put it up there. Yeah, for sure. Also, um, it looks like uh, like in, in some of the self-description below this, it says that it started off as a concept album. It is no longer that because it was too corny, but the vestiges remain. So there you go. There's a little insight into the, the, the thought process behind this record. Okay. Um, I, I don't I don't know what vestiges those might be, but I guess if I ever remember to come back and listen to this entire record, I maybe I'll be able to piece it together. So, sure. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my thoughts on it. We'll probably not remember to listen to the rest of this, but uh, if I do, I, I I hope it's good. Uh, let's let's see what's up next. One. Okay. One is the fact, the boldly named the fact. You can find this at IOU. Uh, just the letters IOU records.bandcamp.com. This is the fact part two. It was, uh, yeah, it was described to me as, um, as being influenced by like 87 breakdown, 87 demo era, late eighties, early nineties, New York hardcore stuff certainly looks like that. Like, like I said, I mean, it's, it's removed from like the breakdown demo era. This is uh this is certainly a, mo- a more modern iteration this of that is, aesthetic. This is, this is, um, yeah, this is sort of like, uh, this is to the breakdown era what that 70s show was to the actual 70s. <laughs> yeah, th- well, I mean, this does look like an era of, like, New York and New Jersey hardcore, but this looks like irate and back of the neck and, and that type of shit, like the the stuff that was at that point far removed from, from the origin of that kind of shit. So. I, I have to say there aren't many aesthetic um, choices mm-hmm. that put me on the defensive more <laughs> yeah, for sure yes. than this style of art and, and logos and stuff no doubt like yeah i i am i am i am already right I'm, I'm already reaching for my gun for sure i'm already halfway out the door when i see the art yeah i i am so fucking tired of brick walls <laughs> with yeah. grinning sickos in front of them right <laughs> yeah, sure. so much more so when it just looks like graffiti and these are like grinning sicko devils like yeah I, I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't even want to listen to this period right, right. now. So I'm going to be, uh, we'll see. I'm already, I'm You're already front on the defense. Yeah, I'm, yeah, fr- yeah. I'm, I'm front loaded on this. Okay, cool. So we're going to listen to uh, the opening track on this. We're going to hear the song Sink or Swim by The Fact off of The Fact Part 2. Fuck 
Okay, we just heard the song Sink or Swim by The Fact off of The Fact Part 2. Um, yeah, I, I, re- I regret to uh, inform the submitter here. I think, I think uh, Ethan submitted this. Yeah, I don't, I, don't hear, I don't hear a lot of breakdown 87 demo in this. Nate, Nate and I are both connoisseurs of the 87 demo. Big fans. Um, certainly, yes, this is in the lineage of that shit in the sense that you couldn't arrive at this without breakdown and raw deal and killing time and, and, and sick of it all and all that stuff. That stuff gets you to here a few generations removed or, or a, a generation removed, really. But this is like a very modern modern iteration of like a, a style of New York hardcore that has been so watered down and so diluted over the years that like I, I truly don't know why anybody still attempts to play it, except that the the barrier of entry is the barrier to entry is very low. Uh, and if you're young and testosterone filled and just want to get together with your bros and go off, this is a form of music that, that lends itself to that behavior. Um, yeah, I, you know, this is, and also like qualitatively, because even if this were a very, even if this were an excellent rendition of that form, um, it probably would not hold my attention for the course of like a four song, uh, demo or EP. But this even is like, this is very, this is local band level version of this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like this, this to me, um, it doesn't need to be heard by anybody outside of their, their little, their little scene, uh, wherever they're playing in Toronto. You know what I mean? This is like, uh, this is not a compelling version of this style of music, which I already don't think is particularly compelling in 2022. So there you go. I'm sure the kids doing this, they're probably young. They're probably having fun with this more power to them. Uh, hopefully they, they get better and they play a more interesting form of, of hardcore or heavy music, but I, I got nothing else to say about this. Yeah. I, I, this was, this was all style, no substance. For sure. Yeah, man. I mean, if it, the music, yeah, it, it, have fun. Yeah. That's the fucking point. Have fun. I didn't. No. Fuck off. What is the fact part one? Indeed. What is the fact part one? Right. What is the fucking fact part one? There's, this is, um, this sucked. Yeah. Yeah. This was boring and it sucked. For and, sure. And um, have fun with it. And if you like it, have fun with it. But man, you're going to forget this. No doubt. Yeah. 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 For sure. And yo, if you paid $30 for that fucking crew neck on IOU Records. Yeah. Because it is sold out. Uh huh. You got hoodwinked. Yeah. For sure. Like, uh, look, I, I, I print, I print garments and shit. So I appreciate the cost of garments in general have gone up. It, it, depending upon what you're printing on, it probably isn't cheap to get the crew neck itself. So I get charging $30 for a crew neck all day, no problem. But you did a two-color print uh, that takes up and a, a sixth of the space of the front of your of your crew neck. It's not double-sided, and it doesn't cost more to just do make a bigger screen. Like Like print shops don't charge you more for a bigger screen. It's the same amount of effort. Either way. So imagine, you could have, at the very least, used the real estate of the crew neck. Imagine that art yeah. on a double XL. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's just so right? fucking small. It just looked like yeah. a monogram <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. middle of your chest. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I, I mean, dude, I've... I've charged I've charged thirty dollars uh, for T-shirts that had f- that were six color prints front, back, and both sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So like, there you, you could you could try a little bit harder than like a half-ass graffiti front font on the front of an olive green crew neck. And, and I, I get that this is where we're at. Right, is the merchandising phase because everything yeah. is about merchandising. Sure, right, yeah. everything is. Yeah. I mean, the fact that this band has a fucking 
you know, crew neck. Yeah, you're not on the crew neck level yet. The <laughs> fact that this band has a crew yeah. neck. Yeah. Right? With maybe there's a part to part one. I don't know. If it is, it's not an IU record site. Yeah. Um so the fact that this this band is is front and a crew neck yeah. on four songs. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah. You're like I said, you have you have not you have not earned the crew neck yet. Right. Um, I, I mean and 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 like you know, I have a lot of shitty fast fashion stuff. Yeah. Right? But this is just like, this is like signs of the end times. Yeah, for I sure. I just pictured the, the planet being a, basically a wad of thrown away plastic clothing yeah. from like merchandising scams for shitty fucking hardcore bands that put out three songs. <laughs> yeah, man. this A child suffered for this crew neck. Yeah, and they continue to suffer. <laughs> for sure. It's not like, unless that child's dead, yeah. they're still suffering. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? For sure. So at the very least, just please you just use a, <laughs> do, do a bigger, better design next time. That's all I ask. If you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to potentially kill a child, um, just try a little harder. That's, that's all I want. I, I, I think, yeah, like if I pay 30 bucks and there's not, the blood of the child that made the fucking garment. Yeah. On it. Mm -hmm. I got ripped yeah, off. Yeah, I'm asking for a refund. For I, sure. I, I want to know it. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, give yeah. me the, give me, you know, whatever I take from it. Yeah. Let me fucking know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> Put it up there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice once again. Five. All right. Five is Sharp Tongues. You can find this at sharptongueshc.bandcamp.com. The release is Carry On. This is uh, this is the joint that Matthias sent into us and described as uh, a one-man project in the vein of, uh, you know, early to mid-aughts melodic hardcore like Bane and Half Heart. Um, you know, that description does, does not does not pique my interest at this juncture in my life. It, it would have if I were 19. The fact that this is a one-man project is is surprising to me um I, I don't know i don't know if that speaks to the the quality or lack thereof of the music that we're about to hear because gothenburg's not a small place i i would imagine you could find three other three other folks who were down to to play some bane style hardcore i have to imagine that sweden yeah is going to be one of the last bastions of bane style hardcore yeah, Western Europe in general. Yeah, for sure. Yes, no doubt. Um, I, I I have a German homie who is like still still carrying the carrying the torch for that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're they're some of the last peoples to right. be doing that. So, um, all right. Looks like uh, well, there's a there's a title track on here. I think Matthias instructed us to listen to a particular song. Uh, I can't remember which one, but the title track is is usually what we gravitate towards. So we're going to listen to Carry On off of the release of the same name by the band Sharp Tongues.
All right, we just heard the song Carry On by the band Sharp Tongues off of the release Carry On, which uh, appears to be the debut release to three-song demo, I guess, for all intents and purposes. So uh, I, I feel very qualified to speak on this because uh, not only did I live through the, the era of melodic hardcore being referenced and, and cut my teeth on it, like Bane and Half Art and stuff. I mean, that, that shit was formative to me. Uh, not not too cool to uh, to admit that I was way into that when I was a kid and it was popping. Uh, but I'm also I'm also a, a scholar, and I've talked about this on Patreon episodes before, but I don't know if I have on the on the mainline apps. Uh, I'm a scholar of dollar bin European straight edge hardcore. You, you do you do study that? Yeah, I collect that stuff like some people collect stray cats or animals or whatever. Sure. If I see one, I feel like it's my duty to rescue it from the dollar sure. bin because it's only destination, if not with me. I, that's the last stop before it's in the garbage bin. Right, right. That's the last stop before it is it is. Um, uh, hurting a child somewhere in the third world or in a, something in a dump in a land dump. Yes. Or, or killing a fish or a dolphin. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, um, so I have a lot of stuff. And when this first started out, like when the first song first kicked in, I was like, Oh, this is not, this is not Bane. This is not have heart. This is not that era of, of melodic hardcore. This is anything on commitment records from mm-hmm. 1997 to 2002 you know what i mean like to a t if i were being generous and citing um you know the the american ogs from which those bands were pulling maybe fast break or something like that early fast break material very much you know also ran youth crew revival kind of shit from the the mid like the late 90s to early aughts um and then it hit the more melodic bits you can hear again if i'm being generous like some in my eyes in there but it gets a little bit cornier this was yeah yeah it gets a little bit cornier it, it definitely has the it definitely has the amazing core flair of the mid to late aughts where there's like a a degree of anthemic self-seriousness in the refrains that like again as a 17 year old kid oh yeah baby at, at my current age my advanced years uh no not not doing it for me this was a fine attempt at what it was. It blended two forms of European dollar bin straight edge hardcore in a, in a way that felt fairly seamless and, and, and natural for somebody who I guess grew up as a, a student of both forms. But like, I, I don't think it's better than the sum of its parts either. You know, I got, got nothing from it. Yeah. I don't, I, I, it's well established that I don't like this. Yeah. I say that I like Bane, but I don't actually like Bane. Yeah. You like the first, I like holding this, holding this moment, moment seven yeah, inch, yeah, but sure. mostly that's just for pure nostalgia anymore. Right, I'm yeah. never, and, and I have, it all comes down to this. Oh, sure. Yeah. I haven't listened to that for fucking ever. The only song I remember off of that is can we start again? Oh, sure. Yeah. That, that's their hit. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the hit off that. I, right. I, I, so I'm going to just put it out there and be like, I don't like Bane. Right. Sure. I don't like stuff that sounds like Bane. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's, um, the, the sentiment. Yeah. Just never, I'm not that kind of guy, man. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I was that kind of guy and then the world right. defeated me. I don't have tear bags full of fucking tears <laughs> to cry. Right. Yeah. See, I cried all of my, I cried all my tears at Bane yeah. shows in the mid aughts. Yeah. I cried them all away. Yeah. I don't have big tear bags where I can cry about my hometown and cry about the way things were and cry about, uh, you know, whatever the fuck else it is they're crying about at those shows. So, um, yeah, fine. Whatever. I, sure. I there's lots of people that like this shit. I don't fuck off. Yeah. I'm sure there are people in our, in our audience that are, that are going to like this. So there you go. Mission accomplished. To, to me, I guess. to me, this is almost antithetical to hardcore and punk. Yeah, I feel that. And we've talked about that when this has right. come up. I, it, it, it certainly feels that way to, to this version of myself. Like, like yeah, I mean, Yes. There was a time when there, I wouldn't have There felt was that a way. time in 98. Yeah. 
right? Yes. When I would have definitely fucking been about this. Sure. But looking back mm-hmm. with those rose-colored glasses, I can still see the brown turds. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. And, and like this, 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 the only thing missing from the hokiness and the sentimentality of this shit mm-hmm. is the mention of Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, for to sure. make this completely and utterly fucking false, and and and, and I mean there were there were Christian strains of this. Kind I of know, stuff for I sure. know, and so that's like that's the nadir of it, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But but I mean, if you give this a good like like if if you really like nasty fucking mean hardcore and punk, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and if you like the fucking nastiness of it, because that's sure. what I like. Yeah. Right. Ah, uh, boy, does this this is false? Yeah. In every way, yeah. I don't know if I would go so far as to call it false, but it's certainly it's um it's a take on the genre that no longer uh, carries any appeal for me. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say that. Right. Um. All right. Let's uh let's roll the dice once more. We're not having great luck on this episode. No, no, we're not. I don't know that we've actually heard anything that we've been like, yeah, this is sick. <laughs> one again. Oh, one. <laughs> I don't uh, think it's great. gonna happen this time. Oh, uh, great. Well, luckily we only have like I think we only have like one, maybe two messages, so we can we we can roll the dice again after this and see if the fates treat us better. So, this is uh, Keg Stands Pub. Uh, you know, spelled how it sounds. Keg Stands Pub. Pub. Bandcamp.com. Uh, this is a band from Syracuse, New York. The release is back in business. It's a whopping eighteen tracks. Um, the, the Jake said the first two songs are intros. There's an intro, and then there is the Danny Diablo shout-out, yeah. which I don't know if is a real Danny Diablo shout-out or just a joke uh, Danny Diablo shout-out. As of right now, I don't know whether Keg Stands Pub is a joke or real at all. I don't even know if Danny Diablo is not in Keg Stands Pub. Uh, he's not pictured in the press photo here in the in the promo shot, but he could be pulling the strings behind the curtains. He Who could knows? be. He could be standing behind that keg on their shoulders. He could, yeah, for sure. So um, let's just listen to uh, to the third song then, the first actual song presented on here, the third track. It takes us a whopping three tracks to get to a song. So we're going to listen to Ticking Time Bob by Keg Stands Pub off of Back in Business. Okay. All right. We just heard ticking time bomb. 
by Keg Stands Pub off of Back in Business. Now, we've only done, like, just a cursory amount of digging, like, went to the Instagram and stuff. And I don't think that this is a joke. I don't think this is a joke. You got something to say? I'm just saying... I'm not there, gonna, don't don't walk out on that ice. I'm it's not very fucking. Thin. It's, it is it is very thin. I'm gonna say this. I I don't think that this is a joke, um, and I think I actually maybe heard this band referenced on the Kings of Punk, but not in not in name. Like it was they were talking about this band that's been playing in, in like the Syracuse area that is just like they're 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 very bad, but they also rule. And I think that this is probably what they were talking about. What I will say about this is that if this is not a joke, right? If this is like truly earnest, and I think that it, I think it mostly is, this is like true outsider music. Yeah, this is, uh, so this has got me very close to spending $5 to support a digital album. For sure. Because um, it was very bad. Yes. But if this band played locally oh my god dude i'd be at every fucking show i would definitely be checking it out absolutely yeah 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 um, for sure this this there there is a there is a yeah it's outsider there is a there is a um there is an earnestness to this that uh cannot be faked it, it, it can there's <laughs> that's no, a really good way no, of there, there's, there's an earnestness to this that cannot be fabricated in a way you know what i mean like you can't yeah. you can't ape what this is absolutely yeah 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 yeah. right this is this you can't ape what this is for sure yes i i think i think this is real i think this is this is incredibly real um and all i will say about it is yo i i have long since ever since i was fairly young uh I, I ride pretty hard for like true outsider freak shit. And I think this is that. I think this is real, honest to God, outsider weirdo shit. And I think it's real. And for that reason alone, I got to give it its props. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For real. Like, like, I'm going to be listening to this. <laughs> yes. I am definitely going to listen to this. This is going to be the first thing I put on tomorrow at work, right? Yeah. Um, And uh, we got 18 songs. We're looking at, I don't know. A half hour of music, mm -hmm. yeah, and it makes and 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 hearing that makes me think like maybe the Danny Diablo shout out is is real. Now I want to know if it came from Danny Diablo or it is a shout out to Danny Diablo. Well, it's thirty four seconds, yeah, and it's our show. <laughs> yeah, let's listen to it real quick. I want to find out about the Danny Diablo shout out. What's up, everybody? This is Danny Diablo. Shout out to K-Stands Pub for being back in business. Keep it New York hardcore, baby. NYHC all day. We don't play. K-Stands in the house. K-Stands in the house. K-Stands in the house. K-Stands in the house. Peace. I mean, you could pay Danny Diablo to do that. They did, and they did that. So, so, so that was definitely like a cameo thing yeah, yeah. because somebody once paid Danny Diablo to shout out uh, the right. Demolition podcast. Right. Um, I don't know who I don't know who Brendan Murphy is, so I don't know what the Brendan Murphy shout out would be. I know who the, I know who Shoe Nice is, obviously. Um, so, I mean, yeah, dude. I don't know. That adds a whole nother layer to this. The fact that they paid Danny Diablo to do like a a keg stands pub shout out on their record 
it adds a it, 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 it adds a layer of inscrutability to this. I'm going to have to sit down with this and like really dig in and try to figure out like I'm going to try to suss out where these where these boys are coming from. Right. But I think this is I think this is real honest to goodness freak shit and I'm I'm here for it. I'm we've, free, we've, I'm going to listen to all eight, eight, eight We finally landed on something that we like. Yeah, for and sure. And we don't we don't like it. Right, but I like but it. But we really like yeah, it for sure. So um, do we want to, do we want to roll the dice once more? Do we want to just pivot to, to listen to some messages and call it? I mean, let's, let's take one more chance. Okay. Cause we, we might get something better than keg stands pub, but we're, we're not going to get something better than keg stands no. pub. You know, uh, how many we got left? Five. We got five. Okay. Five is, uh, clans with the, uh, their release crow. You can find this at ironlungrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, came out in March of this year, so should be pretty e easy to find up towards the top. Uh, looking at the write-up now, um, it, I, I believe that this is actually a Japanese band. Yes. Um, looks like like the mixing and mastering was done by a Japanese individual. The art and design was done by a Japanese individual. So, yeah, I think this is honest-to-goodness uh, Japanese hardcore stuff that, uh, according to the Iron Lung write-up, is, is pulling from all the best Japanese hardcore there is. So uh, looks like they have got uh, a self-titled track on here, so we're going to listen to the song Crow off of the release of the same name by okay. the band Clons. Okay. the song crow off of the release of the same name by the band clans from japan how'd you feel about it uh that was good right i yeah. like this mm -hmm. right yeah. For, so this, yeah this is the first thing that I, that we've heard on the show tonight that i can just say is straight up good all around but this did not make me open my mouth and my eyes didn't go wide when i heard it yeah no i mean it didn't give me that expression of like oh yeah joy and shock yeah 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 i fully gasped when keg stands pub started playing <laughs> and was like holy shit right this did not do that for me for sure um so brody who sent this in uh he mentioned that you know he he feels like this kind of stuff is is a little bit at a saturation point which is uh, is a sentiment that we've mir uh, mirrored as well this is like more d beat 
uh, than a lot of the stuff that we talk about that falls in the, into that category. But there are still a lot of flourishes of like uh, a trend that is is currently uh, popping in like contemporary hardcore. And yet, so you know, they pay lip service in the write up to Bastard and Lip Cream and Deathside and stuff. And I mean. Yeah, kind of in the sense that this is a Japanese band that's that's playing stuff that's informed by D-Beat. And it's fast and it's ripping and it's good. But, but I wonder if it wasn't a Japanese band if you had mentioned Bastard, Lip Cream, or Deathside. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because, like, I think all of those bands have a sensibility that is very distinct from what we just heard. Um, there's, like, a lot in, in Deathside, uh, you, you get, like, a lot more noodling and leads and, like, uh, just, like, melodic sensibility than you have in this, even with Bastard. Um, and Lip Cream is, like, I think a lot more just, like, degenerate and fucking falling apart of the seams than this kind of stuff uh, or than, 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 this, than this was. So, um, yeah, it's good. You know, this is really good, good solid D-beat informed Japanese hardcore, no doubt. Um, I will say that, like, it's kind of sick to hear a, ja a contemporary Japanese band playing this style of music because we're in a we're in a, a period that I personally didn't think I would live to see, in which a ton of people are starting to actively ape Japanese hardcore and like Japanese D beat prior prior to which I think like the only wave of that was basically the Clevo stuff that like Urba was involved in sure. and shit. And we didn't get a whole lot more of that other than like in bits and pieces and like integrity and whatever. Right. So, um, it's kind of sick that like there's a contemporary Japanese band that is doing this. Cause I actually haven't heard a Japan, an actual Japanese band do like anything that sounded similar to that era of Japanese hardcore in like, 20 plus years mm -hmm. so that's cool um i thought this was real solid but yeah yeah i don't think it was like a cut above other stuff that i heard like this i still think i would take something like uh that destruct lp that came out a couple years ago yeah. over this you know what mm -hmm. i mean but this is uh this was good you know i got no beef with it on any given day uh this comes on i'm, I'm never complaining probably will ask who it is would love to see a band like this live but uh as brody said yeah a little bit of a saturation point uh this is not good enough to like rise above the the best stuff in this lane but right. really good yeah, it was good um do you uh so keg stands pub has a song called rebel rebel uh-huh you suppose that's a david bowie cover i mean it could be right yeah it certainly could be i, I gotta check it out tomorrow yeah. so uh, Despite what we just heard, yeah. what am I going to listen to tomorrow? Absolutely, dude. Yeah. There's <laughs> no question. I'm literally going to put it on on the way home. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I know what I'm getting with with this record. Right. Exactly. It's 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 good, fast, D-beat, informed hardcore. Right. But with Keg Stands Pub, I bet there's going to be a surprise around every corner. Right. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, it's going to be it's going to be a journey. Well, I'm I'm back in that I'm back like I fluctuate, right, between these two extremes is like I either I either want something that is um that is familiar but ripping, right? That is reliably good. Or like when I was young, I was I was enthralled by novelty. And I'm getting to a point again where I'm looking for novelty, but mm -hmm. in a in a different way than yeah. I was, yeah. right? Like because different things felt novel to 14-year-old me. You could hit me with really corny, melodic, hardcore into a 14-year-old version of myself that is novel. So you could can get you by on that. You hit me with Klons. You could hit me with Klons, yeah. And, and as, again, 14-year-old me, I'm all in on that. Right. But now you either need to do some grindstone record shit and hit me with a melodica, you know, right. in the middle of your black metal song about uh, about being a bad witch. Right. Or you need to hit me with keg stands, pub level of Danny Diablo shout out, possible David Bowie covers. And and I want to I want to point something out. Um, 
I like Keg Stands Pub in a genuine way. Oh, absolutely. There are, there's plenty of yes. stuff that I like. Yeah. That I, you know, well, I'll just frankly say I like this, but not for the reason that they want me to like this. Yeah, we've talked about this exact right? phenomenon on the show before. I genuinely like this in the same way that, that, that you know, I like the shags or something exact, like that. Exactly. Yes, I'm like, I'm not making fun of it. Right. Like, I... And we've talked about this on I mean, the show. I mean, I kind of am. Yes, but like, yes and no. It's hard to describe. <laughs> right. It walks this this razor thin line between those two those two worlds. Because if I'm if I'm just purely making fun of it, I'm laughing at it, but I'm not enjoying it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is like there, I there's no ire or malice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the enjoyment I get from this is like very innocent and very pure. And is in no way meant to um, is in no way meant to like degrade or admonish like the people in this band. Right. I just like think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> like I just love it. You know the, the fact that something like that popped up. Right. And it exists. Yes. Especially like because it, you know I mean I don't know shit about Syracuse mm -hmm. other than the fact that you know. Punk and hardcore is not unknown in Syracuse. Not at all. Not right. at all. Right. <laughs> at different periods of time, I mean, that part of New York has been a hotbed of, like, very big bands. Yeah. You know? So, so uh, you know, whatever. That was the best thing I heard tonight. It, it was that was what, Well, it wasn't the best thing, but it was what I enjoyed. It's my most. favorite thing. Yes. For sure. All right. We got a couple messages. Let's listen to them and uh, call it a night. All right. Hey, um, it's pretty early in the week, but somebody else might have called in with this. So if they did, just delete this and forget about it. But I think it's we're having a glitch in the matrix because you guys record on Sunday night, if I'm not, uh, if I remember correctly. And as you guys probably were talking about how you think that the world would be a better place if people would just step to each other for talking shit. Will Smith literally walked up on stage and bitch slapped Chris Rock for talking shit about Jada. So um, yeah, I think I think there's something wrong. I think uh, the fabric of reality is tearing open. So um, hopefully this isn't a simulation, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Yeah. So so we don't need to talk about this. It's been memed to death on the internet. Every hacky commentator on the internet has said something about it. I'm sure every late night host has done a really bad opening monologue about it. So um, so we won't cover that topic any more than to say, yes, the conversation we had on the podcast, given the timing, was oddly prescient. Believe me, if I were if I were um, capable of sort of subliminally influencing things like that. Yeah. Right. Like if I had true power. Sure. The moment that he slaps Chris Rock, mm -hmm. I'd have like the Academy Awards Centurion step out from behind the curtain and just lay waste to everybody in the like, like just open up with rail guns, just <laughs> shooting everybody for pure security reasons. <laughs> for, for security <laughs> yeah, reasons, yeah, it would just unquote. be like Warhammer 40k. Like yeah. as soon as soon as the this, the slap hits, yeah, these two just gigantic centurions come out from behind and just. <laughs> And just mow everybody down. The connective tissue of of all the various sides on this on this ep particular episode is if we had true power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like yeah. The the Academy Awards would just end with like because no one's alive to turn the cameras off. Yeah. Thirty minutes of just <laughs> silence and just pulped fucking stars and celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you, <laughs> you see a few clawing hands. No, nothing left alive. Yeah. 
I mean, we're talking like 75 caliber right. miniguns. Okay, sick. Right. We're yeah. talking ED. We're talking like Ed 2000 coming out from behind. Right, right. Yeah, just uh, just a, a spray of viscera. Right. Okay. Hey, uh, you guys ever shot anybody? Just curious. Uh, I had a dude the other day tell me that uh, the rival mob was a bad band, so... I just shot him in the knee. Um, I think he was pissed, but it's a good band. T. Smokey Johnson signing off. Uh, I also shot a guy who told me I couldn't wear shorts because I have ugly legs. I'm kind of fat. Fuck that guy. Shorts are tight. Feels good out. You got to wear them. Who cares if you look ugly? Everybody's ugly. Fucking... Shoot the guy when he says you can't wear the, the short pants. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. Everybody's ugly is a good approach to things. That's true. Don't let somebody tell you not to do something because uh, because it looks bad. I can say, um, D. Smokey Johnson, it sounds like you're a trigger-happy guy. <laughs> you're out here regulating. <laughs> Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, yeah. Um, I, I have never shot anybody. Um, I hope to never shoot anybody. Uh I, I hope to never be presented with an occasion to. I've also never, uh, like last week, I think we talked about people fronting, fronting guns and hardcore and shit. Uh, I grew up in a house where there were guns, so I learned at a very young age to never pull a weapon unless you intend to actually use it. I take that pretty seriously, so I've also never brandished my weapon. I've never even thought about pulling a gun on anybody, I'm happy to say. Mm -hmm. um, even in situations that felt somewhat dire in the moment. Uh, my mind has never immediately gravitated towards pulling a gun out and shooting anybody. So no, me neither. I've been shot at. Yeah, but I've never. I have had a gun pulled on me. I've never been shot at. Yeah, uh, I have had a gun pulled on me on two separate occasions, and it's not sick. Yeah, it's not very very cool at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. it is what it is. Whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, it is what it is. I guess. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's um, honestly probably better than sword. <laughs> yeah. See, when, here's the thing: when I was when I was a kid, yeah. right? And delivering papers, right? Because yeah. I hated I hated school. I hated school. Mm -hmm. Like 13, 14 years old. I used to fantasize that I would get, like, somebody would just come by and do a drive-by. But, like, with the 22 and clip me in the fucking leg or clip me in the shoulder. And then I wouldn't have to go to school for a while and I'd get shot. And that would be pretty cool, too, right? <laughs> That's the kind of thing that, like, when you're 13 years old and it's 6 o'clock in the morning and you're walking around the neighborhood in the dark, you think, that might be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Man, I'm so glad we've had... <laughs> We've had so many parallel lines of thought <laughs> but in life. Like, like, then I don't have to go to school. Because my uh, a recurring joke of mine for years, that's only a half joke, like especially when I was younger, was like the idea of getting just a little cancer. Mm. Just enough. Just enough to get me out of a lot of different <laughs> obligations. Yeah. Not enough to really like hang over my head and like to taunt me with my own mortality in a serious way, yeah. but enough to get me off the hook for a lot of so, stuff. But, but here's yeah. the thing with cancer, yeah. right? Once you got it, yeah, it's hard to get rid of. There's a flaw in the code in your body. Exactly, no doubt, for right. sure. That's why it's mostly a joke. But right. I've always talked about, if I could just get just a tad, just, just a, a touch of cancer. Just a touch of cancer. Just a touch of cancer, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, neither of us have ever shot anybody. Sorry sorry to disappoint. No. All right, let's listen to the last one. Hey, I was, like, talking to one of my friends because I got him into the podcast, and uh, we came up with the idea that y'all should do, like, a live show where people bring, like, physical tapes and put them in, and y'all react live to it. Um, 
IDK, IDK, if y'all even give a shit about, like, doing it as that, I just know that, like, Parasitic Twins has issues with actually getting on tour, and that'd be a way for y'all to get on tour, probably cheaper and probably to make more money. Um, either way, I hope you both die in a car fire and your families aren't mad about it, you dumb piece of shit cretins. Bye. <laughs> well, well, Parasitic Twins doesn't have trouble getting on tours. Uh, We've never asked. We have. No, we we were gonna do uh, we were gonna do a little run with no class back in the day. We we're gonna yeah, do a like long a ass time ago. But here's the thing. Yeah, we're not. We don't take ourselves seriously enough mm-hmm. to be good enough to for people to want to put us on a tour. I think. <laughs> I, I would. I wouldn't say that. I think. I think it's more just that we've had issues with members who are not down to do. Well, it. that's it. That's the biggest hurdle, right? Because I like I'm not. I don't ask anybody for anything. Yeah. And so I wouldn't like I. I would not. I. I wouldn't want a tour. I've done it before. Uh-huh. You know, I wouldn't want it. Like, just let us go. Yeah. I. I. We just go on our own. Sure. Right. I don't mind touring with another band. Uh, I mean, we have, and that's the other thing is we, we have we have been out with other bands but previously. We have to know them. Yes, you. Yes, typically because <laughs> for for various for reasons. various reasons for various reasons <laughs> we have to know them. Yes, right. And not only that, but like I I don't anymore. I don't like um not holding the reins myself for sure yeah I'm, I'm very much in the same in the same boat on that right um so yeah it's not that we have a problem getting on to tours it's just like yeah we've had we've had people who have had either a lack of willingness or a lack of availability um we've done we've done various tours in the past uh we're we're writing a new record maybe we'll do one in the future it seems like our drummers he's coming around He's we'll coming see. around a little bit. We'll he, he finally admitted five years ago that he likes negative approach. <laughs> right, and and it's just been ramping up ever since. Right. So, um, But actually, you know, the way that the idea for this podcast uh, started was an idea that is fundamentally not too dissimilar from what you just described, which the idea was originally for a public access show in which we would have bands actually come on and play live. Right, um, but, R- right because there's, there's a local radio show where the host has various local artists mm-hmm. from the region. Yeah. It used to be just Fort Wayne, but now it's region. Yep. But she fans their balls the whole time, no matter what they sound like and how how good they are, how bad they are. Yeah. You know, she's always got to act like it's like, you know, a fresh a, bre- a breath of fresh air and like yeah. worth listening to. Yes. And I thought, well, it'd be really funny to have a show where we have we actually have the temerity to ask people to come into the studio and right. perform. Yes. And then <laughs> For better or worse, yeah, we say what we're going to say about their performance. Yeah, and I still love that idea, but just logistically, it's so much to manage. Yeah, because you know we got to rent time with uh, like at the public access studios. We got to figure out how to work all the equipment. We've got to somehow figure out how to keep this show sustainable and not burn every bridge so that the word gets out very quickly Fit, that, we, to we, not I, go on I that th- show. I think we said that we would just basically have to record. A bunch of episodes before we aired any of them. Ex- yes, basically, yes. <laughs> and we would have to do it in rapid succession. Right. So there's not enough time for that information to disseminate. Right. Right, yes. So, um, so yeah, like I said, that that's kind of the a very similar idea was the birth of this podcast. So um, great minds, I guess. So last up, we have got, uh, you just opening up a, a mac and cheese packet over there. <laughs> Oh, no, I was playing with the silicone pouch that comes in the mic bag. Dude, I was actually, I was listening to Axe to Grind earlier today, and um, 
they talk they talk about this and I've noticed it for a long time and occasionally they bring it up on the podcast and they brought it up today but fucking you and Pat would be a nightmare on a podcast together because the whole time he's moving his mic like this yeah. the whole time and, <clears throat> and reaching into bags of chips and stuff <laughs> if he were your co-host it would be the noisiest podcast I don't out touch there. the mic but no, I do you don't clear but, my throat yeah that, <laughs> that's fine I can edit those out and you've gotten better about that you're pretty conscious about well it. we got these mics now that right. are like right there yeah exactly but if there's anything for you to touch in the I room think. <laughs> it's, it's getting rattled shaken scratched ripped yeah i know um okay so uh, last up we do uh we do have a text message and it's a long one this is a nice loophole if you don't think that you could fit your call into a minute and a half to just send me a novel of a text <laughs> let us read it for three minutes yeah for sure so uh, yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to discourage you from doing that. So it says, Hey guys, hope all is well. I recently took a trip to the Ozarks and was convinced to take a tour of a few caves while in the region. Normally this wouldn't be my thing due to being highly claustrophobic, but I said, fuck it and went anyways. As we descended hundreds of feet underground, I quickly began to think about if the earth shifted, how I would be crushed by millions of pounds of earth. So much so to the point where my body would be eternally buried, never to be found. At the end of the tour, they decide to show you what pure darkness is. They shut off all the, all of the lights and leave you there for about two minutes of silence. While being in this, I slowly realized that this is about as close to death as you can be without it actually happening. No matter my screams or cries, no one would come. No noises, no light, nothing. It was pretty fucked up, and for some reason, being in this spot, I thought of the podcast and started laughing. The guide talking, talked about how, with the absence of light and being in that amount of darkness for too long, eventually it causes you to hear voices and lose your mind. Don't really know why I'm sharing this other than to say that I imagine that is, that is what's going to happen when we all end, and boy, is it something. I'm also curious if either of you have been through anything like this. Peace. Sure. I love going in caves. I don't. I am also uh, profoundly claustrophobic. I have been like in some cave systems, but like pretty open ones. Uh, I would. I could not go spelunking. I would be like paralyzed with fear if I had to go through any like genuinely tight spaces like that. Um, I do not. I do not do well with uh, with tight spaces at all. Like I get. I get real. I have a very primal like panic reaction to that kind of stuff. I have since I was a little kid. Like to the to the point where if somebody put covers over my head when I was a kid, I would like freak out and be like, I can't breathe. Yeah. I. I. I, I like it. I. Uh I, there's something I really like about the absolute darkness and quietness. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it um, foretells what I, what awaits me in my tomb. <laughs> Perhaps, yes. right? yeah, which I can sure. only hope. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I really dig it. I like. Uh, I like pretty much. If I if I could go back mm -hmm. and start my studies all over again, yeah, I'd probably study speleology or really? something. Yeah, I, I might get into that. It's at least like, um, you know cave ecology or something it's, sure it's super cool i mean it's unbelievably fascinating for sure here you go uh, spelunker uh-huh this is uh spelunker um john jones mm -hmm. died upside down in a cave i i have i have heard about this story right they could not get him out he was down there for days his brain swelled and eventually he died his corpse is still down there yeah see that's like that's my worst nightmare um also the individual who wrote us here i think the the overarching theme here like uh your your question, I think, was more about um, being faced with, like, existential dread, like a moment of extreme existential dread. That's actually something that plagues me that I've dealt with, like, since I was a kid. Like, I, I started having anxiety attacks about my own mortality as, like, a pretty young, as a pretty young child um, that I didn't recognize as such at the time, nor did anybody in my family. But as an older individual, I don't typically deal with anxiety, like, more generally. Uh, but 
when um, when it's very quiet at night and my internal monologue is uh, very loud, um, I will like actually pretty frequently uh, start to get real freaked out about the um, the processes of death and uh, the idea of non eternal non existence and stuff. Um, so yeah, I've had um, I've had many many dozens, perhaps hundreds of moments like this in my life, and uh, I don't like them uh, anytime. They're always a bad time for me. Yeah. I got stuck in Little Rock Caverns on a geology field trip when I was a freshman in college. Yeah. Um, wedged between a couple of, and Little Rock Caverns is not like a karst limestone cave where it's formed by, you know, water and stuff. Mm -hmm. You're basically down in just giant sand fissures in the sandstone. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got, I got stuck. I had people pulling and pushing on me and eventually I got out a bunch of fucking abrasions and ripped t-shirt and stuff. Yeah. That sounds like a bad time. Yeah. Decided uh, not to decided not to go back that way. Yeah, 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 for sure. You you're um you don't have the vis the physique for spelunking. I am, I am not a slender man. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's wrap it up there for the night. We'll do the uh, housekeeping real quick. If you want to call us or leave us a, a very long message about your existential crises, uh, it is two six zero two 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 eight three four one. Just uh, you know, try to keep it brief, keep it concise. Uh, if you want to submit music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail .com. Just make sure that the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. And then finally, if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Thanks to everybody who has subscribed over the past couple months. Uh, I will shout out new subscribers on the next episode i'll make a note to do that at the top of the episode uh we're going to strive to get three episodes up this month since we uh since we did not manage to get any episodes up last month we're very bad boys we'll slap ourselves on the wrist for you but uh we got new comment new content coming i think we're going to record one later this week and i should have it up by this weekend so thanks to everybody who tunes in and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode